Today we're going to cover a report from Headset doing a deep dive into the Arizona marketplace as Arizona's medical laws was approved back in 2010 and then in 2020 we got into adult use. So we're going to cover what some of that means, what some of the adult use sales have done, uh, all of that and more coming up. It's only entertainment. Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. Looking at total annual sales in Arizona, it was the seventh largest uh, marketplace that Headset tracks at least for the last year. Just under $1.5 in total adult use sales. That makes... um. That gave Arizona the ability to kind of surpass some some other mature markets like Washington State, Nevada, and Oregon, uh, but they're still behind Massachusetts and Colorado. And a lot of that could be that maybe in Washington, people like me are kind of tired of what's in the stores and they're going elsewhere, uh, either to Portland or uh, the underground market, or there's just more people in Arizona. I'm not really sure what, what the count is. I'm sure there's several reasons why Arizona is kind of eclipsing existing states. Not really a surprise, but I don't think it's also going to be steady. You'll see some fall off for similar reasons. Too high of a prices, inflation, better options elsewhere, um, many reasons. Breaking that down by month and then unit volume, uh, we could see uh, retail sales and unit uh, by month in Arizona. Uh, looking kind of unique when you compare other um, markets in new emerging areas. Sales growth, for example, newly opened cannabis markets tend to start out really strong and then kind of gradually over the next two years level off. But in Arizona, you see a strong growth in the first quarter and then plateau for a lot of 2021 before declining slightly in early 2022. And that makes um, cannabis sales only 2% greater than in 2021. A lot of that could be because of snowbirds, people moving into Arizona. Um, but during that lockdown or COVID, we did see a lot of people moving into the South and warmer areas, uh, but yeah, not really sure. I am just seeing a significant um, uh, decrease, or at least the, it doesn't take as long for prices to decrease on the wholesale level. People are expecting thousands of dollars per pound, and that drops quickly, and it's happening faster and faster. You're seeing it already in New York early you know fomo for market for uh, licenses to get into the market and then right after that people like stopped caring in fact people just kind of walked away from deals because they realized new york's going to take a long time and it's going to be um just as difficult as california or any other market so uh, i think it's it's catching up a little bit even though people aren't really watching the west coast or, or the um you know, the legacy markets, if you will, they're not really paying attention to what's happened in existing markets and just finding out the hard way. Average item prices decreasing. That's just, you know, like I mentioned, prices coming down to reality. And so nothing new there between average item price and average basket price over the last couple of years trending downwards, uh, but still significant indicators of that emerging market uh, towards maturity. So Decreasing 25% from their all-time high at almost $31 down to $23. Bucks. Uh, average transaction size dropped 31%. Um, maybe that's because there's more stores. We don't 
I don't know if we have same store sales, but it could be just that a store opened up. Um, and so they're going more often bringing that down. It was price and convenience, right? Price is is coming down. And if they open up more stores, it's going to kind of bring that average price down uh, from $78 to $54. So maybe it could have been delivery too, where people were getting delivery and there's a minimum. I've mentioned that many, many times. And so now people are going in and bringing that price down too. That could be it. Uh, all in all, it's definitely price compression. Uh, that's that's all natural. That's kind of supply catching up with demand. Looking at what's selling and what's not, flour, you know, getting about forty percent of the market uh, is going to be, I think, uh, on trend. So, looking at twenty twenty two market share of Arizona compared to other U.S. markets, um, preference in Arizona is pretty on par with with everywhere else. So. Highest revenue categories in Arizona, consumers are choosing flour um, and then edibles, maybe a little bit less often than other U.S. areas. Um, tinctures and sublinguals are, are fairly low revenue categories as well. I'm a little surprised vape pens in Arizona aren't a little bit more popular. Um, maybe it's not available, maybe it's not good, I don't know. But I would think that being conservative in Arizona, people would, wouldn't want to smell as much with the flower, but um, to the contrary, it's still 40%. Looking at this next graph about flower pricing kind of coming down, we can see that at the end of 2022, flower in Arizona on the more expensive end in the U.S., that's $86, 86 cents per gram. Um, and I mean, that's still below Massachusetts at $1.27, but when you look at the end of 2022, it saw some of the slowest pricing compression. It declined uh, only negative 13%. Michigan and Oregon led the charge. They decreased 28 and 36% respectively. Uh, um, again, Michigan kind of coming down a lot quicker. Like I mentioned before, we're seeing this, this um, speeding up of a race to the bottom. So you don't have like the couple of years that some of these other states had for the prices to come down. They really come down quick. Arizona held the Super Bowl. So when you look at, um, you know, big events, um, how does that correlate to sales? So looking at the Super Bowl back in February, um, sales only saw a moderate lift, three and a half percent compared to the average Sunday. So not too much. Um, didn't really do a whole lot, I guess, for for that. Um, looks like consumers in Colorado had a 5.6%. Um, so they did more than, than Arizona. Brand consolidation is interesting to look at when we track top 10 of the highest volume brands in the U.S. And then look at individual markets like Arizona, which is the second most consolidated market of last year. And that's because of a large proportion of sales that are attributed to house brands. When you're vertically integrated, you can grow your own and sell your own. Unlike when Washington, where I'm at, a producer and processor or someone who grows and then manufactures is different than the seller. So they don't have that vertically integrated capability. Uh, whereas in Arizona, they do. And so a lot of this is house brands that they have that control over in that vertically integrated market. So they have some uh, level of production capabilities that they can mess with. Um, and we we don't. So that's why you're going to see um, it, uh, Washington kind of have that, that lowest um, house brand. We don't have any. 
To the contrary, we have 1,700 different product SKUs, making it one of the most competitive in the marketplace out there. And most of it's not good. So I would expect uh, at least three quarters of, of these to fail. And I don't think Washington is is an exception. I think the most of them out there uh, have pushed out a lot of the, the good growers, the legacy growers, and it's just kind of deteriorating from the inside out. So I would expect at least three quarters of all of the uh, producers and brands to fail because they don't really produce any good quality unless they're going to be kind of the hop equivalent um, and and sell the ingredient. So that's that's my new thing. That's my new kick saying that uh, most of everything is, is trash out there. In-house brands aren't really consistent across segments. Flower might be the highest market share, whereas Edibles has the lowest market share. That could be because of branding rather than price. Not really sure what uh, people's preferences are on um, you know, house brands, but I think it's all really basically about price and convenience. Uh, even though I've had some you know, stizzy stuff that wasn't good. I've had cookie stuff that wasn't good. I think it's all about branding really and get, getting people loyal and in. Uh, people get mesmerized by the look. And I just ran into a bud tender who said that there's also an, an inverse relationship between how good a nug looks and how bad it smokes. I've said that. I just judged 155 strains for the leaf bowl uh, for the uh, Northwest Leaf magazine. And I think three of them were were good. And the ones that were super purpley and had a lot of trichomes, crystals, everything were the harshest smoke. They were nasty. Ran into a bud tender who said the same thing. So uh, it doesn't always correlate to how good it looks, how well it smokes. Um, so that's my experience. Um, let me know what you think. Wrapping up, we're looking at a, a nearly $1.4 billion in cannabis sales last year. Arizona's already surpassed several markets in size. And despite some similar trajectory to other markets, looking at the Grand Canyon state of Arizona, standing out in several ways, notably its resistance to several pricing compressors, mature growth plateaus, and then a high degree of brand consolidation. There's an additional market analysis at Headset you might want to check out or you're just going to have to come back for more. With that, we're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Larry Mishkin, and I'd like to invite you to join Rob Hunt and me on our weekly podcast, The Deadhead Cannabis Show. Each week, we explore the latest cannabis and jam band news and reminisce with other deadheads and jam band lovers about the great musical acts that we've seen and heard. Check out a new episode every Monday.